That's right. That's right. Dear listener, you are in for a treat. Welcome to Gamer's Lounge episode 148. 148. Boy, that's more than I can count on my fingers and toes. Uh, yeah, okay. So, skip that. Um, you are in for a treat. So, this episode, we are talking about Azul, uh, the tile-laying game that was an incredible hot catch last year at Essen, uh, last year being 2018. Um, my lovely wife, uh, Julie, Mrs. Gamers Lounge, and uh, our good friend Josh joined me in the lounge to sit down and go on a review. Um, hoping to get her out on some of the other games she likes. Uh, if you like, as the listener has in the past, uh, listening to my wife and I talk, please send me email and give me some feedback on that. If you enjoy hearing Josh, um, his ego gets a little bit big. If you think mine's big, you should see his, but that's okay. He enjoys the joke and he doesn't listen. He just records. So with all that being said, listen, Azul Fantastic game. Not even going to front and try to leave you guessing. We are huge fans of the game. If you have followed any of the posts of the Gamers Lounge uh, over the last year, you know my wife and I have played a lot and uh, really just find this game fantastic. So, all of that said, let's uh, go ahead and jump into the review. I hope you enjoy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So, uh, this episode, I am here with... This is Josh, again, from back in the day. How y'all doing? Julie, Mrs. Gamers Lounge. There you go. So, we are going to be uh, in this wonderful string of contiguous episodes, which has worked out very well. I think this is our first one. No, it's our first one, but Gamers Lounge is like on, I don't know, seven or eight in a row now. So oh. it's pretty amazing, to be fair, after the, what, nine-year month? Nine-year hey. month? Nine break? Year month? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Look, you on a break. I couldn't figure Ouch. out. Ouch. Look, if you have a nine-year month, it's already impressive. <laughs> that's, that's true. No, uh, so, what game are we talking about today? Games. We're going to talk about games. Multiples? Yes. They have the same name, though, so... Well, Azul? it's Azul and then New Azul. And New Azul. Which so, has a name, but it's just New Azul. It's Azul in Azul stained glass of Sintra. Ooh. So, uh... Which one do you want to start with? Yeah. Well, we, we should we do them in order. We can start with the one that I'm really should, good at. Yeah, we should... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I played. I played one of these. <laughs> I thought you played the other one with us. Oh. You played stained glass. Nope. You played stained glass with us. You guys did not play it around Christmas. You played it the day or two after when I was over. And sent me pictures of you playing it and how you didn't like it as much as the other one. I like his sentence. You played it a day or two after while I was over. Um, yeah, a day or two after <laughs> when I was over. I was going to say on Christmas, <laughs> but I didn't come out on Christmas. Or maybe it came we out the day after. can't really review stained glass. I could have sworn no. we played stained glass you with you. With- no, I could have. Storm, we played it with you as well. Can't well, you check your app? You and I check. I can. It. You can. I can. Although it might prove Josh right, which is <laughs> nobody needs that. Bar for the course is what I think you call it. Nobody needs that. I am going to go to the app though because uh, we should also say how many games each of us have won. Do you think so? Well, I think that's an important stat. I 
I have gotten compliments that I have beaten you at a game. Well, damn. Josh was right. We haven't played it with him. Are you sure? Surprise. The app says we haven't played it with them. <laughs> I guess we have to go by the app. Right? It's either the single source of truth or it's a complete lie. You can't have it both ways. Uh, okay, that was thrilling radio and everybody is loving it right now. Oh, I feel all this argument. I feel like I'm on that other podcast. Wait, are we arguing? No. This isn't arguing. No, I was just proven wrong. Still feel like I'm on that other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, so, uh, listen, Miss does so well at this game. Why don't you uh, tell us about Azul and, and what it is and how it plays? Oh, geez. Those are the details. I mean, you brought it up since you're so good at it. Well, I usually am not very good at games, and this one I seem to get. It's a board, and you have tiles, and you get to pick tiles and put them together to make rows, colors, and... So there's five different colors. There's five different colors. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the wife sitting down and playing a game version. No, no, no. no. There's five different colors of tiles, and the goal is to make, then uh, there's different sizes of rows to trigger that, right? Once you trigger it, then you move the, the, the tile over onto your actual board, and the goal on the board is to score as many points as possible. You get extra points for making horizontal rows, more points for making vertical rows, and you get the most points for getting all of the one color selected. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, <laughs> close. So there's five colors in the game, and when you are filling in this abstract, um, it's not really Tetris because it's not different sizes, but you're filling in this this abstract board, five by five board, um, with the tiles. So tile picking. So there's some randomization of the tiles and the colors across the five colors, and um, then again, as Josh pointed out, yeah, uh, your Placing, as Julie pointed out, the tiles into rows. Uh, part of the story behind this, which uh, we, we can come back to how much story actually influences this game, but part of the story is you are uh, tile layers in the Spanish palace or the Port now Portuguese, the palace of the Portuguese king after he saw the Moorish tiles in uh, in in um, Eastern Europe, and thus. The rows that are the furthest uh, away from what people will see consistently are the rows that you only need to put one tile on because you don't have to be that picky on the tiles you pull for those parts of the, the walls. Uh, meanwhile, you have to be very picky so on the, on the parts of the tiles of the walls that are going to be closest to the people viewing it. That's why you have to fill in five different tiles and then pick one, the right one. Five of the same tile. Five of the same tile, right. So, so the mechanic is you draw tiles from either of these factories, which, have, which at the start of each round have four of it. You, can, you have to take all of the tiles of a single color off that factory, and everything left goes into the middle. Yep. Uh, into the and, street. Right. And then when you, then you place it on your um, – the board is divided into two sections. The, the left section is rows. The, the first row is one, then the second two, and three, and yep. then four, and then five. And you have to fill in the entire row with a single color. At the end of the round... Which any, may not happen in a single round. Right. At the end of the round, any rows that have a complete color in them, you pull one tile from that and shift it over to the actual scoring part of your board, which has a, a spot for each color um, in each row. And then the rest of the extra tiles from that row get discarded. And you can only put in each color on each row once. So if I take three yellows and I put them in, and then that filters to the right, the next round I cannot put more three more yellows on that row because there's no spot for Right. Now, we have not played with the advanced version, which basically the version we're playing with 
Um, all the colors have an assigned space. The and the way it's set up, your colors are going to very specific areas. There is an advanced version where you can put colors wherever you want on the board, but so the board is blank. There's no colors on it, but you have to follow the same structure that the non-advanced version does, which means the same color can't be in the same row, can't be in the same column, but you can adjust where the colors are going. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. That that one should have more burst scoring because it's really easy to make a contiguous section. One of the one of the advantages of, of or one of the ways the scoring happens when you place a tile in a scoring section, everything it is connected to horizontally and everything it is connected to vertically gets scored. Right. You get a point for. You get a point for. And it gets a point both horizontally and vertically as long as it's at least connected to one thing on each. Yep. Um so that's so so building we have found one of the strategies that has worked so far has been building a single building out of an area. So you're always getting points every time you place a tile because it's always got stuff near it. So Azul, uh, two to four players, it's out on Board Game Geek. Uh, it's actually got a what, almost an eight rating, 7.9, which is a really good rating on Board Game Geek. That's pretty much in the category of I would always play this game um, and I would recommend it. Uh, has won uh, the big German, uh, I think this one, either Spiel des Jahres or basically it won one of the Game of the Years over in Germany at uh, at Essen Spiel, which is one of the largest uh, game conventions in the world, um, was published in 2017 and has been just, I mean, people were raving about this. I know that this is a game we actually, for... This podcast is probably going to be out right around or after the Spring Fling. For the Spring Fling Gaming Convention, I actually put this on the list for the Play and Win Library. And the people I'm working with that are helping me fill the Play and Win Library said, can't even get a, get a hold of that game. Like, they can't order it through distributors. So it's wow. not that it's still sold out because it is it is in stock now, but it's very limited distribution. Um, I think you can pick it up through Amazon, which is where we got our copy. Uh, but it's... Uh, you know, not necessarily the easiest game to get. Um, sweetie, you love it. I love this game. And one of the things I love about it is very pretty. The tiles are very pretty. Okay. They're very colorful. Um, and so, we can yes, sit down. The fluff has an impact. The fluff has a color. Yes. Yeah, so the fluff <laughs> is important. Um, the other thing is, is you can sit down and play it in 20 or 25 minutes or you you know we can sit yeah, down and we eat knock lunch. out a we knock out a two-player game pretty quickly yeah i mean we even knock out three-player games with relatively pretty quickly compared to our other games so is it, that last game a three-player game because looking at the score <laughs> game is too. <laughs> but as far as, as far as like it is a good game to maybe play with your wife girlfriend kids or something like that because it's it's fairly I don't know why I find it easy, but it's pretty and it's a good thing to to try. So in our house, we've had multiple derivations of play of Azul over the last. How long have we had it? First play in July of 2018. Oh, so we've had it less than a year, about nine months. We've played it a lot. Uh, in nine months, we have played it 30 times. Wow. Ooh, that's it? Yeah. I would have thought, thought it was more, too, but it's... Uh, 
interesting, and this is, so part of this is not as interesting. Part of it is, uh, my, lo- <laughs> my lovely, my lovely wife and I have played this a lot. Um, yep. yeah, my lovely wife and I have played this actually every game in here has you and I have participated in. Really? So we have both played 30 games. And that's saying a lot because every time he pulls it off the shelf, I'll play. And every time I've pulled it off the shelf, you, you've been involved in the game. Right. Um, Josh has been involved in more than half of those games. <laughs> Go me. And your mom actually played eight games. Eight. So do you want to give a little description of your mom? My mom is not a gamer, is against trying anything new. At all, except for what she wants. Including listening to this podcast, hopefully. Which, yeah, she doesn't listen to this no, podcast. No, no, she will not be listening. But even if she did, I think she would agree with, oh. she is against trying anything new. She, she just will <laughs> not. She will not. And then we will kind of be like, okay. Amusingly, she has loved. Every, almost everyone. Almost every, like with the exception of maybe one game, Zombie oh, Side. No, and there was one recently she got real frustrated. Oh, she didn't like Villainous. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't like Villainous. I think it was too much, um... Which surprised me because Disney, but we're not talking about villains. Yeah. No, we're, but I mean, she likes things like the train game. She likes dominoes. She likes things that are um, pretty straightforward. But every time we bring out a game, like we make her, like she, it'll be Christmas and she'll be like, oh, you're going to bring out a new game. She ends up loving it and so playing it again. I, I think we need to really focus here on a couple of key stats as I look at my app. Oh, do tell. Um, oh, yes, please. Key stat number one. Josh and I have both won the same number number of games. Really? Yes, we have both won eight games mm, of good. all the games wow. played. Wow, out of thirty. And uh, I just want to point out the highest score. He's won eight out of thirty. Eight out of thirty. Eight out of sixteen. Damn. <laughs> so Josh. it's just the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Moving on. I also want to point out the best score of anybody playing Azul was 102. And who was that? That was me. Of oh, course. It was definitely Bill. Of definitely, course. Definitely. Definitely. Right? I mean, so, so I guess since you've won eight games, maybe just were a really slow start. How have the last 15 or so of your games been? Oh, those have gone really well. <laughs> oh, good. Good. So, it's, so it's you, you had to develop a strategy and then... Yes. That strategy. yes, that's exactly what it was. For me, no, it was I, just natural. I don't know why I am not nearly the best at this game. I, uh, so how I, many have I won? A lot. Why don't you want 12. to say that number? 12. Yeah, uh, she's 12 won 12 games. 12 Bill, out of 30. you are killing me here. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know. Killing me. So, so if we were to limit the stats to the three of us, or the, the games that we were all involved in, maybe. Uh, oh, that would be interesting. That how means that... Oh, you're going to win all of them. We, we limited it well, to no, 16. Well, no, you won 8 out of 16. Right. And because I won. you were all both involved in every one of my 16 games. Yeah. I mean, we can look at it that way, because I oh, have that yeah. stats, too. Yeah. So let me see. Oh, that's this year. So we split oh, the 8. that's not good at all. Oh, is it 30 all. games this year total? Or 30 games total a year? No. Oh, it says this group, 8. Yeah. Statistics, why does it say you've played 16 games, Josh? Oh, no, it's eight plays this year. But is that 2019? In 2019, Josh Josh has played eight games with us this year. But you didn't win all of today's. No, no, he didn't. Let's go back. I don't think you did. 
One, two, oh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Huh. <laughs> this is saying... So now I'm really confused, because before it said 16 games, now it's saying we've only ever played eight games together. That's not true. Uh, did you include her mom in the search? Oh, no, this is just the three of us. That's what it is. Okay. So with yeah. just the, so ju the group of just the three of us, just the three of us have played eight games. That means your mom, yeah, Josh was in most of the games I think your mom played, too. There are a lot of them. Yeah. Um, well, your mom's only played eight games, so that's not, so, yeah, Josh was in all the games your mom played. Yeah. Um, which is weird because. Well, we played a lot over Christmas. I know, but we I was played, very we played stained it. glass over Christmas, which we'll talk about another time now that I realize we haven't all played it. Anyways, Josh is <clears throat> racked up, um, <clears throat> five out of eight, five out of eight. So that means there's three games for you guys to compete over for the other three slots. Uh, it was definitely me. No, he Bill has his I won more ever. Was, he was, won. Was I won one. The 102 score game was the three of us. Well, I, I like my was, statistics when we were going our back. Rum, so it was really a four-player <laughs> game. No, no, I thought I think this we was uh, no, this was at Josh. home. You're right. This was at home. Yeah. yeah oh, that's sure. the other thing. We, this is the easy game to take places. And we only played one game at the winery. Yeah. I thought we played two that day. I thought I got beat much worse than actually, I actually I think we did. did play too. I just maybe we didn't record too. We yeah. didn't might have had too. enough to drink by then. So yes, yes, you guys and your friend Rom. <laughs> <laughs> Although my other highest score came that same that same night. No, your highest score was tonight. I, until now, today, right? But before that, my highest score was actually that same night. If anybody so, hasn't noticed, there's a lot of competition on who's going to win this game. <laughs> so I will say the game is technically. So for me and my family, we like mechanically very simple games with an interesting level of depth. I think this game definitely falls into that. And I think that the fact that Julie I, really likes that game also plays into it. I I agree. I this there is enough to think about in this game that you can and I think we've all seen it. You can actually you can actually run into a fair amount of analysis paralysis staring at the board and trying to figure out the right the right play to make. And I see that differently. And we, Josh mentioned it a little bit tonight, right? Uh, or today, I should say. It's not really night yet. Um, uh, it's very easy for me to look at the tiles, look at other people's boards, and try to figure out the right play to make and get into a kind of a, a deep circle of thinking around, do I take this now, trying to guess what I'm going to block from other people's boards, what they're likely to take, and try to predict how other people are going to play, where... There are times where you, sweetie, get involved with just, I'm not sure the right... Like I look at my board and figure out what I want to do, and And even that's not always super clear which mm -hmm. way you want to go. No. And that's probably a good thing, like you were saying, for a family. Mm -hmm. your, your family, I mean, it can go really, really deep, or it can just be, oh, I want to collect the pretty colors. And yes, that is the girly in me, but... I, I do think it's a, a game where you can get as much or as little into that as you want and still have fun and be competitive. Mm -hmm. It definitely helps getting more involved into the, the, the deep strategy. Now, what is a balance of, do I do it for me or do I hate drafting is the word I'll use, but it's not really <laughs> drafting, right? But it's, it's right. How, much, how much time and effort do you spend slowing other people down versus maximizing your own play? Right. I think it goes so fast that you have to maximize your own play. 
So that's one of the complaints about the game. And it's a shame that we're not able to compare this well with stained glass, which we will do in a future episode. Uh, so look, we're probably going to keep referring to it because the games are very similar. Um, but one of they the, both have Azul in the name. Well, they both have a in the name. They're both by the same publisher. They're both tile drawing. They're both. Someone actually um, commented. They thought their question was, is Azul stained glass, the actual original idea of Azul that the game design, that the companies, the, the distributors or whatever, not mm-hmm. distributors, but the game makers said, this is a little too much. Why don't we streamline it and, and streamline it, not dumb it down per se, but streamline right. it and make it a little more simple. And so that's the, the original game that got released. And when it got the popularity it did, they were like, okay, now we can actually, this is popular enough that we think people actually we can might put like the, the complicated one that one we out. came up with. I, I'm not... Mm. We might have to play We that should next. talk about that when, when we play Stained Glass. One of the complaints I have heard, though, you, and Sweetie, you made a comment about how fast it goes. Um, th- this game can force an ending very quickly. And then actually, I've seen a couple of games recently where it's not even forcing an ending, but um, Julie and I have played a couple of recent games where we were in a situation where we both kind of looked and went, Oh wow! There's almost no way for us not to go another turn on this game because of how the tiles. Uh, I'm not sure we. This is probably going to be the worst for learning how to play a game and just <laughs> think of this as a review. So, you know, Wait, were we trying to talk about how to learn how to play the game, learning how to play the game, or just how the game? Uh, no, we're reviewing it. But 20 minutes in plus my intro, just take this as the review and not actually <laughs> trying to understand how to play. <laughs> so the key component that we were trying to point is the first. The first the horizontal a horizontal row is what ends the game. Right. And that's where yeah. So, and we've started getting to the point where we don't want to do that. Well, it becomes very simple to do because you can reliably and it gets a little tougher when you get to three and four players, but especially at two players and even up to four, you can reliably pull a single tile to complete your one tile row. So that means that most games are going to go five rounds. To be fair, you can always do that. Sometimes you may have to take negatives if that's really your goal. Right, if that's your goal. But you can guarantee the game will always go five rounds. Sometimes they go six or seven, just depends. It's rare to get past seven. It's rare to get past six, really, but yes. It's rare to get past six, yeah. But um, and sometimes, sometimes tactically, I've chosen not to end a game because I think I have the ability to score more points next turn than the guy who's ahead of me. So I'll try not to end it so that I can catch up. <laughs> I tried that a lot when I first started playing. <laughs> well, it's, it's you have to be the deciding factor, which right. is the challenge. <laughs> right. Um, it is also very hard to be the only person who's about to end the game. Right. Exactly. You are rarely the, the deciding factor on that, unless someone else has already made their decision. Right. But you were going to say you've heard a lot of complaints about... Uh, about how quick it ends and that you can force the ending. Hmm. Um, so there's, a, you know, sort of a rush to end it. Uh, now, what I have seen, and, I, and I'm, I made this comment to one of the guys at Huzzah who said that to me. Oh, you know, one of the things I worry about playing the original Azul is how much you can force an ending. And I kind of looked at him and went, you know, that's not always the best choice, right? Like, like, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't end in five rounds, but forcing the ending sure. is... And to be fair, and I, because we're not really reviewing it, I'll just throw it out there anyway. Um, the, the Azul Stained Glass actually is limited to five rounds. It's not a choice. Right. Yeah, that one's just limited. Is right. it five up and five down? No. 
Rose Stained glass? glass is the one with the, the vertical rows. Stained Glass is the one we're going to review another time. All right. After we've but all it played has it. A, as a comparison, it has a, has hard, a hard cap limit. on that number of turns. It's predefined. It's set. And it's the same number of turns the other game can end as early as the other game can end. Right. So it was interesting that people like, oh, the original game, you can force the ending. If the other game has the exact same number of turns, I don't. it, it just doesn't feel forced. Yeah, um, something. Yeah, just, I'm not just sure. An interesting comparison or thought about the topic. So, um, I mean, clearly we all like the game. Absolutely. Who would and you it's recommend? Also, could be a fun game. Who would you recommend this for? Or um, who would you not recommend this for? Well, that's hard because it can be super competitive. It should be. That I think that's a bonus. I think games that have no competitive aspect to it or games that people do not continually play, right? Like if the game, if you're playing, there's no, nothing to actually get. Like, um, when we played like the submarine game or something, right? It's all fun and whatever, but like, it really doesn't matter. And we're not going to bring it out all the time. Right? right. So like we have less interest in playing it because there, there's not that aspect to it. So does that mean I'm becoming more strategic as we play? Strategic. Strategic. You are getting. You are. Because at first I was not. Sure. Well, when well, I first started playing games, period. Games, period. Right. Certainly from the time you've been playing this. I'm just saying that I feel like the games that aren't competitive and that the, one of the things you like about this game is that you are competitive in this. Right. That's one of the things you specifically yeah. thoroughly enjoy about this game. And by competitive, he means you really enjoy winning. I love winning. So, I get really, I, but I, I get because a little you feel that way, that's one of the reasons you like playing the game. But as far as strategy goes, it could be so. It could you could really. Uh, what I'm saying is, there's enough variables that just being like I'm the big strategist of everyone I play with doesn't guarantee wins. Yeah. Doesn't guarantee. I mean, Bill says True. You know, there's it, a lot it of doesn't, things. Right? Right? There's a lot so, of things to so consider. I do way better at strategy games than I do at Azul. Well, the other <laughs> thing is you don't know what cubes are coming up. Right. So you don't know what tiles are going to come out each round. Or you could if you really got into it. Um, we have not gotten to the point where we're counting the number of files of each type, which ones have gone by, oh, so God. which ones are likely to come out Look in the next round. Look at his face. He I, might no, I'm not. I, I'm, but I'm trying to think of how close to that I am. Um, I couldn't, like, in the some of the final rounds we had today... So one of the things, one of the things that you do is as you clear, because there's going to be extra tiles that then leave the game for a period of time. As you clear those tiles, it recommends putting them into the box top. We have actually learned that putting them in the box top may not always be the right choice because you have a tendency <laughs> to want to dump them back in the bag, and they will never all make it into the bag. No, I agree. No. They have never all made it back into the bag. So, no. Not with the pouring from the box. Top. Right. We we have gone to uh, a plate, paper a plate. paper plate that we can fold slightly and. And I will, I will say tonight, I or today, I did do a little bit of glance at the plate, mentally ah. did a quick count, and I couldn't have told you the exact count, but it was basically a, okay, I know there's 20 of each color out there. I know there's eight-ish on, well, okay, maybe I did do an exact count. <laughs> there's, there's a, I, but I glanced at the plate, saw a lot of, saw, saw a lot of the orange with the red, glanced at both your boards, looked down at my board and went. Doesn't matter. Like even before we've drawn tiles, I am not going to be able to complete where I need that color. Ah. And started to strategize elsewhere. And I think there was probably eight or nine. So almost half of the oranges were on the plate, not in the bag. That's interesting. Um, by the same token, there wasn't a lot. It's the turn when the mess of 
snowflakes came out. Uh, there's a there's a little light blue snowflake tile, and I would have been able to bet on maybe not the exact number of snowflakes coming out, but it being the predominant color that round, just by giving a quick glance. So yeah, I think we're going to have to hide the tiles. There. Well, sure, but that's partly because you're looking at what has been spent. Like, but you're not mentally keeping track of no. Of what, and it would be easy to I'm do. Not, yeah, I'm not, it's it's 20 of every color. It's yep. 100, it's 100 tiles. Yep. So. Um, so that's, but there's a lot of strategy in there. So we were, we'll go back to your actual question, yeah. which was, who do you recommend the game for? Who do you not recommend the game for? Yep. Um, the game is fairly quick. And so it's easy to play a bunch of games, a bunch of rounds of it, which I think is great. Without it feeling like a tic-tac-toe or uh, right. rock, is, paper, there's scissors. There's a high enough variation. It's not boring to play multiple games of, obviously, since we've played a decent 30. number right. of them. <laughs> um, I think the game's a very easy approachable. I think anyone can play it. The people I wouldn't give the game to are the people who really like the far more in-depth games. Uh, I mean, Risk being the iconic example, but just because... You're not. No game is going to go long enough for you to get is that not deep a, into that. This is not a heavy. It's not a game. heavy game. Those people might like the game. So I actually partly like. I I have trouble saying no. Heavy gamers don't do this. And that would be our cat Marco. Marco. I would say I would not say this is bad for any particular group. I would just say for people looking for a in-depth long game, this is not that, and it will never be that. It's fun. It's light. Um, if you want to maybe get somebody interested in it, get interested in playing games with you, I think it'd be a great game. It's a good gateway intro game. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. I also think this is... Mm. Yeah, I, I see him. He's, he's going to do it again. He's, he's looking. Um, I also think there's there's a good chance for this to be of interest as a filler game for heavy Euro players. I think think the people who are looking for massive random, massive dice rolls, um, big stompy robots, basically John son Cameron, (laughs) not sure he's going to, that's not picking on Cameron, but he, he does like, he likes, Big Stompy Robots, and he likes Monster Apocalypse with, with Godzilla marching across the table, and he likes Blood Rage with Vikings and you know models on the table. I think the people yeah, that are looking for those type of right games, kid. this isn't going to be it, but... It's true. It is not a... It doesn't have the, the fluff, or it doesn't give you those kind of... It's a strategy worker placement, except not workers, and not placement. <laughs> But it's a placement game. It's a game. No, it's a placement, placement game. It's, it's a placement it's game. A, it's a puzzle game. It's very much a puzzle game. Without all without all the negative slot without all the dry connotations of it's a puzzle game. Right. It is a puzzle game without making without feeling dry or uninvolved. So let me see. Uh BGG says low complexity, low weight, uh abstract family game. Agree. So like it's a nice one to br- like. We brought it out on Christmas. Yep. It's it's easy to quick and easy to play. It's and easy it, to explain. There's a lot of potential strategy in there. Now this is intriguing to me. It actually says the voting of people playing it, and and this has a lot of votes out there. I mean, over twenty five thousand ratings and 
That's a lot of ratings for a game. Uh, over 25,000 ratings, and they're saying the best number of players is two players. So we've played it at two, three, and four. Sweetie, where would you think the best, like if you were to say the best experience for this game is played with X number of players, what do you think it would be? Oh, that's that's hard. I mean, Josh only has one option, which is three, three. or four. Oh, yeah, four, my mom. Um, is that is that just one option? Yes, yes. I think it's a very different game. It's because you pick fights with her mom. You so you do. only have one option. You which do. Is three. He picks on I my like mom. It. I like the conversations your mom and I have. Your oh. mom thinks I pick on her way more than I do. Uh-huh. Like, anytime I pick, she's like, really? That's the one I want. I'm like, you, can't, you don't even know where on your board is that. That's still the one I want. I think she has a competition going with Josh. She doesn't know it. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. I think as a two player game, it's fun. It's quicker. It's um, not as complicated. But when you add a third person in, there's a third board to look for. Since I'm not a... <sighs> so I think a two-player game is more about your strategy. Because there's, oh, only, yes. you get, there's only so much that can change between every one of your actions. Yep. So it's much more here's what my strategy is and here's how I'm going to maximize it and then take the small adaptability changes you'll need to make if someone, if your opponent doesn't do what you expect them to do. That game is much easier to be like, I'm going to predict they're taking that. Cool, I'll do this. I'm going to predict they're taking that. I'm going to do this now. Three and four people have a much... The game changes because it's much less about maximizing your long-term plan. And I think three and four people, especially four, is much more about maximizing your short-term plan. Like, how do you get the most out of any given turn with at most predicting what's going to be around the turn after that? But a two-player game, you can predict for seven or eight turns, really. So one of the mechanics in the game is first player. And I'm going to tie this back. Uh, One of the mechanics in the game is how you get first player. Um, After the first turn, which is arbitrarily decided, you know, the last person to have visited Portugal. After that, figure it out for yourselves. Um, We do it whoever won last. Whoever won last, yeah. But... um, Basically, there's a first player tile that will give you a negative point at least. I mean, sometimes it's going to be more if you take it later, but it's almost always the first right. first negative that's taken. And um, it goes into the street. So it goes all into the, the street. Tiles right. that taken off each factory get pushed into the street, and the first person to take tiles from the street or the middle also takes the first player tile. And that first player drops down into the negative scoring portion of your board. Um, I have noticed that in a two-player game, it is significantly more important for me to take the first player Hmm. than it is in a three- or four-player game. In a three- or four-player game, having the first choice of what's out on the board is not as critical as having that first choice in a two-player game. I would have almost the opposite expectation. I would also. And I noticed that in the two-player games that you and I have played, the times I have actively combined being the first player with other strategies are the games I've won. And I have noticed that you actively took first player in the three player I was watching today. You actively take when you have actively taken first player. Yeah. While you may do well, you've never won. Interesting. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say she's never won. She almost she really likes going first. But I will say, as someone who goes, who's been today, I went who third. Rare, who rarely time, goes first, right? And when her mom's here, often went fourth. The problem with fourth is a lot of the good choices you are get gone, forced, right? Right. And so it's either I'm going to take this two from a factory, or I'm going to have to start going into the street. So that's sort of where. I- well, not, it's not that bad because there's like eight factories for for four people, right? And that's and that's where I say on a two player game. So there's five factories for a two player game, and getting that optimal choice because with the five factories, there's often all in a five factory in a two player game with five factories. I've almost never seen a third situation, and the two situations I see to come up is there is one clear best choice, or everything is pretty even. But there's still usually one thing that you need because you'll be carrying more over turn to turn. Hmm. I like having first player because if a if a whole group comes out, you, you get, get to take it. Yep. So if they're all snowflakes, you get to take all the snowflakes and put them on your board. And I just see that being less of an issue in a three and four player game. It's still nice to have. Mm-hmm. But in a three or four player game, my experience has been... Okay, so there's a group of three that came out, but I can usually there's also usually a group of two and a couple ones, so I'll get what I need, regardless of where I fall in the order. Except in the situation like you two had, where you're both trying to fill in the same part of the board and trying to fight over the tiles. The other part of this I don't think we've mentioned is you get extra points for having all the same colors. At the end game at the scoring. end of the game. And when you're going for that you want to get as many in yeah, one so I spent a lot of time in my beginning games going for all one all, all of the tiles of one color. How does that work for you guys? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think the audience has heard how that works for me. Well, we actually did this today, I think. We yeah, really, okay. That today, was... Was, today was a more heavy focus on that strategy than normal. I don't actually normally... I normally try to get one. Was that a focus for you? Is that Or did you sort of lock into getting the three? Uh, I focused on it. It was my focus because last time we played, you hear that little attitude? Yeah. I, last time we played, you crushed me. I didn't like it too much. And it was so, rarely because I got all one color. But it was because you figured out a strategy. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to come up with a new one to counteract <laughs> whatever Fair. you've learned. I actually am not a fan of the color strategy. I don't like it. I don't think it's worth it. I, am I think much it's very easy to block. It is very easy to block. And it's, I'd like getting one color. Right, one color is not too hard because you've got to. I I personally focus on contiguous blocks and uh, vertical columns are the two things that I focus on. Uh, you get seven points for a vertical column, you get ten points for all one color. So the difference there is not big, but the way the boards with predefined starting uh, predefined right. placements are is it's basically all the colors are oriented diagonally. Yep. Uh, and then where and then they just chop the board off in the same spot each time, right? So. You, I will try to get all one color if it's the one that is the five or either of the two vertical columns I'm going for. If it's so, if it's the five row, yeah, I got you. Or the two, or if it's if it's the bottom row of one of the two vertical columns you're going for, then I will try and pick up the rest of that color as one offs around building a contiguous block of things, right? Because I'll often then get, especially if it's the second row, because then the number one on the top row is also that one, I think. No, that's it's diagonal. So if I go for bottom left, it's top right corner. Right. So that's why I so like that one will have 
the very bottom left spot will have the least number of high tiles for that same color that I'll need. And you can quickly get screwed. If something doesn't come up and you're one away from getting a color, you don't get anything. Whereas if you have a row or if you're not going first. Sure. So that's, for me personally, I find, because you get scoring for every tile that's related to it when it gets put down, connected to it, you can get a lot more points by doing contiguous blocks. And while doing contiguous blocks, you're also going to try and finish horizontal and vertical rows. Whereas focusing on colors as a strategy, by default, will break up your contiguous block plan unless you do two or three colors simultaneously and they happen to be the ones that are right next to each other, which is what I did today. <laughs> you still won. Because the two colors are right next to each other, so every time I was right. facing it, I was getting two and four points, two and four points, two and four points. Oh, and then 30. And then 30. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I was it is a shame. This this episode, not the show, but this episode is not video. <laughs> Are you saying I have a look on my face? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, on I'm the right. Side, for the rest of the day, we'll play a cooperative game. I mean, not that Azul isn't cooperative, because you guys made choices that helped me, and then I made choices that helped me. So it was really a team win. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm willing to share okay. my, my eight wins yeah, yeah, yeah. with you guys. Well, we're going to play folklore the rest of the day, where we make choices after you harassed us for how much we died to... Right. Send you out to die to help us. I mean, you guys have died a lot in that game. Well, we need new characters. I believe the phrase is an inordinate amount. (laughs) At one point, they were like, what what class are you? Is that a demon hunter? That doesn't seem right. I feel like you're connected to the spirit world. Because their two dead body spirits are just following me around constantly. Let's nagging me to res them back to life. We have fully stressed test the play as a ghost mechanic on this game. Hey, but we have to point out that Josh started late. We did not... Uh, not for this game. I'm not sure that helps. Did sweetie. we restart? <laughs> yeah, we, we did restart. So our yeah, characters this ca- should this be campaign. better. And we've died less this time. Yeah, see? It was just that we've we... have spread the death around. We, we, we will review folklore at some point. And, um, I'm just saying. We, we need to get deeper through the campaign, which we will be working on for you, our important listeners, yes, today. Yes. Absolutely. Sacrificing for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this is definitely not what we would choose to do with our time, but... Um, uh, not that it is going to be shocking at this point, but Josh Azul, yes, no, uh, I'm thumbs a, I'm up. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Azul. I, uh, have I you bought it for your family yet? I have not. Uh, we still have only played two of the expansions for Splendor of the four, uh, so we haven't tried them all yet. How do well, you that's think... a whole different other review. Well, no, it's a different <laughs> review, but how do you think this compares to Splendor? Uh, I actually think that there is more strategy in this game than there is in Splendor. Splendor has more of a luck base. Oh, did you flip? Did you screw someone yeah. by flipping the right card? I bought something. The next card that came up just hands it to him, right? And I think that this game will be harder to make a law. Like, so, so hundred, uh, my sister wins almost every game of Splendor now. She plans nine, ten turns in. That's because she's pregnant and she's got two people uh, thinking was, for her. Before that. It's probably more... I, I mean, pregnant's brain is a thing. I think we have a better chance right now. Um, so I... This game is harder to make a three... Like a, a multi round strategy in. Right. Uh, which I think actually makes it e- harder to do that super long term planning. 
and much more about the adaptability and, and maximizing your situational play. So I think uh, I think this game is better than that. I think it's got a better level of strategy. But still in that same... Still similar. Still similar. Similar similar vein. So you, would you say that if somebody enjoys Splendor... I would think they would definitely enjoy they this. They would like this. I think they would actually like it more than Splendor, depending on what you, what you play Splendor for. Okay. Nice. Sweetie? What do you think? Yes? Is it all good? Is it all not good? It's the best. I want to pack it when we go someplace, because it's easy, it's fun, it's... She doesn't just want to. She has. Yeah. Does. Is a does. <laughs> this I mean, is you a heard take us. Along. We went to the winery. Right. And we brought Azul. Cool. Let's pull out some Azul. Well, I yeah. mean, Azul was one of the games we brought with us when we went away for the weekend. Yep. It, it, is, it is the game I will pull off the shelf and say, let's play. And we have a fair amount of games. Let's so go. I would recommend it to couples, families. If you want to get someone interested in playing something, it's fun. Yeah. The only thing I would say is little kids may not like it because there's not a lot going on actively. I think I'd it agree. is more of an adult game. It's not adult from... It is a more mature game. It's for people... This is very much a game... We've done it at the winery. It's very much a game you sit down with a glass of wine. You sit down while having a drink. You sit down while you're chatting with friends. And mm-hmm. you're like, it's, it is a light enough game to play while other things are going on that you can still give some focus. I'm not saying, you know. Depends on the intensity of the game. But that's a good thing because that becomes, it's a, it's a very, it, it can be a very social game. Yeah. It fills the space you're giving it. Socially, right. Right. Like, right. So we have a hundred percent sat down and really what we're doing is hanging out and chatting and mechanically we're playing, playing game, Azul and it works fine. We've also had games where we're very much intense on like how to play the game and we've had very competitive times. Have, have, oh, you mean of Azul? Yeah. Azul. Oh, yes. Yes. And I, social conversations. <laughs> but, uh, so I will actually say I really like the, the the idea. This game will take up the social space you're giving it, and it matches a lot of different situations. And I, I and I think the one thing there is it's a social game. If you're if you're looking to sit down to, I'm not sure. I I don't know. I might sit out for an Azul tournament, but I'm not sure a lot of people are rushing out for Azul tournaments. Mm. True. I've actually played a Splendor tournament. Well, that's, have you? Yeah, hearing yeah, is, but that's what I mean. Like, I can see some people going out to play those tournaments, but, like, and I don't know if you guys, I know Julie hasn't played Carcassonne, but, like, Catan. People are very much out there playing Catan tournaments. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. aware of this. I'm unaware um, of this world. I'm not sure Azul is in that same space. This is, this is a bit more casual of a game than that. I would agree, even though I've never played Catan. You haven't played Catan? That will be addressed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not the first time we've had this conversation, but... Uh, so No, but I'm already making good headway this year right? on my play and review all the games in my library. Oh, is that, is that, is that the goal? Is oh, that the goal gosh. this year? I've, I've stated it, yes. So do we yeah. have, I don't know if it'll be this I mean, year. As an avid listener, I can't believe I missed that episode, but... <laughs> when, I don't, I don't know if we'll do this. this? It, it was discussed on an earlier episode because your wife is not aware oh yeah it's not going to be this year because a hundred plus games does not fit nicely this year this year i mean what definite you're like so my plan is this year but it's not going to be this year well no, I mean, look logistically i'm not getting in two to three games a week which is what would be required to do 110 to 150 games in a year i agree and i 
I say this. Sorry, two to three games as in different games, right. not even sessions, not even plays. Right. And this is, I appreciated last year that you worked at your goal, but it wasn't a hindrance. So I'm happy to hear that you're already aware you're not actually on track for accomplishing that goal. No, but I would like to. I bet you do have it. a goal. And, and you're I'm not afraid of it. Well, it good is, example. It's fun to work towards. This is, this is the, I think the eighth episode in a row. And the only reason I don't remember exactly is we've been pre-recording them. So we're recording before yeah. the next ones come out, but, um, which is the only way I'm getting the podcasts out regularly. That's the only way you can ever do it. <laughs> right? But, um, on the pre-recording, um, we've been, I have been consistent at reviewing a game and episode and they've been a different game each episode and, and I'm starting to knock them out. So yeah. I, I have my list and. Like Excellent. I said, I, I think it, it, it's awesome to have a goal and to work towards it. And there's not a lot of podcasts out there right now that are – lots of podcasts are reviewing the newest games. Not a lot are – and some are going back and going, you know, a year ago we reviewed this game. What do we still think? This is a chance of, hey, I have a library that clearly almost everything in that library is a game I like with a couple of exceptions that just probably the review is going to be very short. For example, we could probably do the Headbands review right now. Not a great game. Okay, review over. The I don't girls, have for it, so the girls love it. It's 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 yeah, for How do you feel? How you bring it out every Tuesday? No. Right, absolutely review not. over. <laughs> so it, look, I just knocked out two games of this episode. Wait. Wait. <laughs> it, it is what about good. Car pickup? How do you feel about that game? Not in my library. Whoa. <laughs> Christmas gift. Uh so okay. That's Azul. Thank you. Any last comments for the listener before uh no, go uh, go give it a try. Even if you don't buy it, go give it a try because someone you know might have it, and it's a lot of fun to play. Absolutely. And despite my plans, just my plans that I didn't share with anybody, had I shared them, Josh would have been like, hey, instead of playing Azul, why don't we play Stained Glass so that I can actually review it? Well, I mean, if you had shared that, <laughs> right. I would have commented. He, he would have. I mean, we can count on Josh to comment, especially yes. if I'm saying something not necessarily wise. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I have one contribution... <laughs> that would be it. Definitely. <laughs> so. And I'm just along for the ride. Any comments? Final comments for the listener about Azul? Play it. Play it? Play it. I think that's good. Dear listener, thank you for getting to this point of the show. There is a very good chance that after an hour of listening to us talk and then I don't know how many shows you've listened to before this episode that you're actually enjoying the show. Uh, if you are enjoying the Gamers Lounge, I really appreciate it. Uh, this is a hobby for me. I, you know, have been uh, doing this for a very long time. Found out that I actually enjoyed podcasting and uh, I don't do this to make money. I don't have, you know, Kickstarters or, uh, don't have PayPal donations. I don't have, uh, I, I don't have any of that stuff. I really do this for the listener. Uh, I try to, you know, really focus. If one person's enjoying this and that person is not me, then, you know, that's enough. So with that being said though, uh, if you are enjoying the show, please, you know, 
shoot me a quick nod, uh, give me an email, give me a review on iTunes. Let me know that some people are out there listening, uh, that the one listener is certainly uh, queued up and got his ear to the ground. I can be reached at bill at gamerslounge.coda.net. Now, uh, my lovely, lovely wife, Mrs. Gamers Lounge, um, you know, I convince her from time to time to jump in and record. However, if you enjoyed hearing from her, if you enjoyed listening to her uh, contribute to the podcast, shoot me an email on that and let me know as well. Um, that will definitely make her feel good. I know she gets a little anxious listening, uh, but she loves it when we're out at conventions and people come up and recognize her as either Bill's wife or as Mrs. Gamer's Lounge. Uh, likewise with any of the hosts we have on, Josh and Ben and John and Alex and, you know, even the uh, the people from the industry, Brian and uh, Vince and, you know, Richie and Tom, uh, they all like feedback as well. So if you hear something you like, send it on over an email. I will share that with uh, with whoever you address it to. Wow, that was quite a ramble. Um Bill at GamersLounge.co.net. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you very much, and good night. 